Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, here with my co-host, Laurel Boyven. Thank you for joining us as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. Our hope is to inspire you to explore who you are, who you want to become, and what you want to do with this one precious life. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. It is January and we are doing a Mindset Monday month of helping you reconfigure, reset, re-experience your mindset. And uh, I'm so glad Laurel's here with me today to dig into another topic. I'm so happy to be here too. Uh, And I can't help but think this is a readjusting our attitude for the month of January. It really is. Yeah. yeah. And and how is uh, let's so uh, let's get to our topic, and then I actually want to uh, come back to that because I kind of like that idea of attitude and mindset. So our topic for today is developing a sufficiency mindset, which is probably somewhere in between our last two shows, which is creating an abundance mindset and releasing fear and scarcity thinking. And I love this topic. I feel like this topic is maybe a newer exploration for me um, and working out like the finer details of it. So I'm I'm excited to talk about it today and and invite our listeners into uh, something beyond the word abundance, something uh, maybe more accessible than the word abundance, I think. What do you think, Laurel? It, it could be. It could um, be. And except, um, I'm going to start with, with the opposite. Yeah. If you do not have sufficiency mindset, can you really develop that strong belief in an abundance mindset? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it is somewhere between you know, mm-hmm. lack and scarcity and abundance. Yeah. But sometimes, and, and I might do this myself, it's hard for me to believe that I can really have abundance if I still don't feel like I have enough. Yes, yes. And so sufficiency would be the feeling of having, I have enough. I am enough. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So interestingly, you know, when you said, um, you know, working on our attitude, right, is the idea of mindset and attitude being connected, being tethered to one another, right, and um, and one influencing the other. Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm, can you think yeah. of an example in your life? I can think of some. I can, and I I think what was coming up for me when you said it was, uh, I think the thing that came in first, right, was this idea of maybe showing up somewhere with like a really, what you think is a really positive attitude and you're, you know, excited to be there or whatever, and then something goes wrong and your thinking goes south and your attitude goes right down with it. Right. Yeah. So I feel like that's a great uh, example for me, anyway, of how those two things work together. And 
and how we can start to look at how how do we how do we work to overcome that so that we don't feel prey to that kind of experience yeah yeah and and i i'm going to go right to the other side again that sometimes for some unexplained reason i have an attitude i could wake up like that right yes i mean yes and yep. and so i use mindset to get me out of an attitude or to yeah. recognize when I'm in an attitude yeah. that sometimes is just behavior or habit or tendency or, you know, an old dusty trigger that I'm not quite um, aware of. Yeah. But I do think they go hand in hand. And I think they're really useful when you can use both, you mm-hmm. know, to your advantage. Yes, yes. And to be just super aware that both of them um, can be under your influence. And how do you begin to work with that, right? Yeah. That's right. And I think attitude, how do, how do you think of attitude, Laurel? Do you think of it like a a combination of emotions and mental experience kind of together? I mean, when you're showing up with a good attitude, is it both the emotional content and the mental experience as well? Like, how do you think of that? I think, I think it is both. I think it's... Mm-hmm managing the emotion to match you know the thinking right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but but you know I talk a lot about this our thoughts create our feelings and so sometimes we might just adjust our thoughts in order to create or match the emotion that we want so um yeah I think that they show up you know in in either or position, whether it's first attitude and second emotion, um, or the thoughts and emotion, I think that they can be reversed or interchangeable. Yeah, what about you? Yeah. What do you, What do you think? I think uh, you know, as we're kind of nutting it out, I would say that my experience um, is. I always I always look at this because I feel like I'm a very emotional person and I'm a kinesthetic person, you know, so I experience things very physically as well. And so oftentimes I I, I feel like sometimes my emotional state or my physic my physical experience of something, my energetic experience of something ticks off thinking rather than the thinking ticking off the other. And so I always feel like it's a bit of a dance for me and I'm okay, um, you know, working with it either way. Right. So if suddenly, like, even just like you said, sometimes waking up in the morning and feeling like, wow, I don't, I don't feel like I have a really upbeat feeling in my being today. Right. I'm waking up and feeling maybe a little sad or a little heavy or depressed or whatever, you know, like to be able to sit with that, and just begin to work with that state a little bit. Um, and that's one of the things I love about morning meditation is because you can go right there with that experience and begin to reflect on it and allow it to come forth. And what is it trying to tell you or what information might it have for you? Yeah. Yeah. Rather I'm so than glad easily you... dismissing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because I don't want our listeners to think for a minute that, uh, uh, that I, or I'll speak for you as well, that we are encouraging the happy, happy, joy, joy all the time, because that is not what life is about. And so when I think about attitude and mindset, it's how to use both of them as tools to help Mm -hmm. manage 
my thoughts and my feelings enough to be able to sit with it, to be able yeah. to learn from it, right? Yeah. And so yes. I think that's really important. And it's and I love that you talked about, you know, um how your thinking is secondary to your physical experience. Yeah, right? Can be. Yeah. I mean, yes. I I tend to have the thoughts first. I'm a, a, such a head thinker, whether it's my conditioning or my training, I'm not sure, or my true nature. Um, but be, being a head thinker, I need tricks and tools to, to manage my mind. And this, you know, attitude and mindset are, are two of the ways I do that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. So this idea of sufficiency yeah. is a really cool um uh, uh, lens to invite ourselves to look through at every aspect of our lives, isn't it? Yeah. In terms of like, yeah, to really kind of, um, it's like, I feel like it's, it's a great way to start to take some good inventory of different areas of your life. And what do you, you know, how are you feeling? Like, what is the level of lack, sufficiency, abundance? Where are you on the scale? If we said there was a scale there, and how is that impacting you in your in your moment to moment day to day kind of experience? Yeah. You know, if if I sit and where I am in this phase of my life and really think about where am I in my lack, scarcity, sufficiency, and abundance, I know pretty quickly, without even comparison to the world around me that I live in an abundant world. I live an abundant lifestyle, right? I mean, I am, I am fortunate that I do not lack anything. Um, I mean, some days I might lack a sense of humor, but that is temporary, <laughs> right? But the way that having a sufficiency mindset has really benefited me is those things I want in my life and I'm afraid I'll never have. Right. And so yeah. I'm going to put, you know, and I started using a sufficiency mindset in my business in particular. As a new business owner, I had a lot of insecurities about was I going to be able to have my own business? Was I going to make money in this business? Did I have something of value to, to offer to the world? And I really had to sit with, I have everything I need. I have everything I need right here with me. I don't need to be hungry and gathering from external sources. Just trust in the sufficiency of all that I have. And I love that practice because it really has kind of brought me from just that business mindset into my personal contribution and my value to the world, to relationships. You know, when we think about how many times do we tell women, you know, the practice of I am enough and believing that I am enough, yeah. I am everything I need to be, um, that really comes from a sufficiency mindset. It does. It does. And I feel like there's so much conditioning, <clears throat> excuse me, around thinking that we have to do more, be more, become more, 
get more, learn more, right? And I think it was so startling to me. I had I had a moment a few years ago when I was um, in a mastermind that that um, I led with uh, one of my one of my friends, Rachel Canfield, and we were um, focusing on kind of just where we were and what was next in our in our business and that kind of thing. And I I had this aha moment where I realized that I had just finished, I think it might have been my my second book. I don't it was either my first or my second book. And I literally didn't didn't take a breath before I felt like, okay, what's next? What's the next thing? What's the next thing that I have to create and do? And how fast can I get it out? And I had like such a, it was such a revelation of how I was driving myself to, you know, it wasn't enough yet. I hadn't proved myself yet, or I hadn't gotten it all out there yet, or I hadn't done it enough, you know, and, and I was like, wow, you know, watching myself in that moment, um, push myself to, uh, to exceed my own expectations again. And again, was uh, and nobody else was doing it. I, I was the only one producing that within me. And although it was came from a conditioning place, it still was me driving that bus. Now nobody else was in my head or in my heart saying, "Laurel, we're waiting for you to get out there and let's see a little bit more. We haven't seen quite enough yet." You know? Um, yeah. yeah. You know. It, it is so true. And what an important you know, kind of understanding of yourself that we, I think it's human nature and so much of it is conditioning. It's human nature in the conditions in which we live, participate, you know, kind of reap or receive our, our rewards. You know, yeah. all of all of that ties into it. You know, it reminds me, and as I was thinking about this topic you know, um, last fall, my husband and I started learning more about mushrooms and wild mushrooms and foraging mushrooms. And very quick, quickly, it became a new hobby for us. And our first um, kind of, it was a, it was an educational walk, um, two hours with a guide and in a group, there might've been 20 people. And what I knew very quickly in being in this group of hungry, eager, excited, new learners, right? Yeah. Was that finding a mushroom in the wild was so exciting. And then finding two and three and four and a half 20 and the gathering and the foraging and the, the you know, the taking, right? Mm-hmm. And the guide, the guide slowed us down really quickly mm-hmm. and said, Let's just calm down. Let's not take everything we find. Let's not let's not um, be so hungry for more information and identification, and let's not hurry. Yeah. And and it was so beautiful because he slowed us down and he reminded us of all the ways to enjoy what we were finding. It might be just looking at it and leaving it for some other living being to take. Um, and it was just so beautiful. It yeah. really did make me think about a sufficiency mindset mm-hmm. and how I could bring that to other parts of my life. 
right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So how do we do that? I feel like, you know, sufficiency is so tied in with that idea of enough, right? That is countercultural, really, in our consumer productive goal setting, um, you know, culture that we've created here in the Western world, um, that to reel it back and to begin to practice the idea of sufficiency is really kind of a moment, a moment to moment, isn't it? Laurel. Well, it's a practice in the moment, isn't it? Yeah. I I think think. it is. And I think, you know, just your example of realizing that you were the driver in the more that you needed to do or become or have, right? That you can be told those things. You can have learned those things. You can watch other people do those things. But but sufficiency might be a place where this is really the inner work that we talk so much about. Yes. Turning internally and really slowing down enough to say, what do I need? And why do I need it? What, you know, is it a need? Is it a want? Right? Yeah, yeah. And those two discern, that discernment between is it a need and is it a want is so critical to our ability to feel fulfilled and to be able to fulfill our own self, you know, in, in terms of experience of fulfilling our needs or saying, I can create what I want here in my own experience of this life right yeah yeah and you know it just came through to me but maybe a question and maybe this is a a good question with that pause of you know is it a need is it a want who am i without it Mm. ding 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 (laughs) that's so good laurel because one of the things that I do think we all have a hard time with and can be, especially if you're beginning to look at this for yourself, is how do you know if it's a need or a want? How do you start to discern that? And so interestingly, you know, to just intercept that question with who who am I without this begins to change the nature of the question itself and begins to relate it back to am I enough? Yes. Which is the sufficiency question. Right. Yeah. 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 So much fun. And you know what I'm loving about this conversation, Laurel, that you and I have never talked about this topic in depth together. I know it's so true. And we've had so many good conversations and here on the podcast, I'm not sure we might've mentioned this word somewhere along the line way back. Cause I feel like you might've been exploring it um, in our last season a little bit more than I had. And, and so it might've come up, but I don't, I think this idea of really, um, allowing each of us right to do this personal exploration in in all the areas of your life like if you took a pie chart for instance right and you said okay just pick any pie chart doesn't it doesn't have to be like the perfect pie chart you know one that has something like relationships work recreation uh you know that that kind of pie chart right uh spirituality uh health you know, you want the major markers on there and to just look at each one of those markers, right. And start to explore where am I in that area of life? How do I show up in those experiences? Do I feel like I'm enough in that area of my life? Where are the limitations in that area? Because I often think that the limitations to, um, are another indicator of, 
how we might be holding our own selves back or thinking maybe incorrectly or in a way that's not serving us well about whatever that aspect is in our life. Yeah. And so to start to dissect it a little bit, deconstruct it is sometimes easier if you just say, okay, I'm just going to look at this aspect of my life and start to start to dig in there a little bit in the, in the, in the details. Yeah. The devil's in the details. (laughs) And can you give us an example of an area that in that pie chart that you might um, be able to, you know, just give the example of how you might do that exercise or what you might learn if you've done it before. Yeah. I love this. Um, This is an interesting example for our listeners. And I've explored this probably multiple times now in my life is when I'm doing a cleanse uh, and I'm limiting uh, like my food intake and I'm changing my eating patterns in my life. And when I'm doing that, there has to be a mindset of sufficiency in order to be successful in that experience. And that, that is, that is a, it's a, it's a great exercise to condition yourself to a sufficiency mindset and, and to do the work of, um, overcoming, right. A lot of the habitual patterns that we might have and eating can be such a habitual pattern. It always has been for me, you know, just like, Oh, I love my chocolate. I want to have more. I want to have another piece. I want to have the, you know, whatever. And, and it just becomes a habit that suddenly you're not paying attention to anymore. And suddenly, Oh, I'm not, you know, I've taken in too much of this now, a little roll around my waist or I've, you know, whatever it's like. Yeah. And so to be able to, uh, look at each aspect, right. Of our lives and say, how are you relating to that? Is, is that enough? And to do a cleanse, or to do it, especially to do a fast. I mean, a fast is a whole nother level. I've never been very successful at fast, um, but but a cleanse I can do. And it's and each each time that I'm taking in food, right? There's a mindset of I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna have this amount, and this is sufficient for my experience of eating right now and what my body needs in order to produce the result I want from the cleanse. Yeah. 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 I think that's so good. good. You know, when I think about another way to use that, you know, that pie chart, right? Um, When I think about sufficiency, am I contributing enough, right? Often as an overdoer, overperformer, right? All of those things, high, you know, high functioning, high achiever, you know, being able to reel it in a little bit and say, how am I showing up in each of those areas? Where am I, where am I not showing up as my best self, right? Because really, you know, again, the internal to reflection on your own self and am I sufficient in these areas in my, just how I show up in the world, you know, yeah. rather than, I mean, and I think that leads me to think about there's sufficiency in giving there's sufficiency in receiving, there's sufficiency in being, right? Yes, beautiful. Uh And all of those are important places to really feel sufficiency. 
Yeah, I love that because uh, oftentimes the pattern of overdoing, right, and overgiving comes from feeling like you're not, you haven't done enough, you haven't given up, you aren't enough yet in this particular situation. And so to be able to like, look, just look at that for a moment and say, wow, how did I get there? Is that really, is that really true? And what would it look like if I was giving enough, what would it actually look like? And is that realistic, right? Yes. Uh, to be to be able to start to look at that whole picture. And and then who made the rule too about this this efficiency? You know, the is it enough? I think that's always so important because I I know, and we've talked about this before too, is that idea of when you grew up feeling like you know, you've been told you're too emotional, you're too you're too uh, needy or to this or to that suddenly you're like I'm, I'm not enough but I am too much I I, I can't win how am I ever going to win here right and so yes. there's a lot of confusion and and inner conflict around how do I show up that I feel like I'm showing up sufficiently for, yeah. for myself and those will only come from your own rules your own rules yes. of life yeah and if if anything Maybe it's switching from a um, quantity, like a quantitative yes. marker, to a quality. quality. If it's beautiful, really, because you know we can we can really know whether or not we're sufficient or we you know we have sufficiency in our lives if it's a qualitative and we get to decide. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then I also think about, you know, when we are, when we're coming into a place where there's always a fear of not enough, even if it's, even if we're not aware of it, it creates the, the hurry. It creates the, the um, over, overindulgence over whatever that might be, right? Where the over eagerness. And so being able to, really focus on the quality of what we're having and that there's always more to be had if it will add quality, right? And so when I think about, I never want to live in a world where there's so much eagerness to acquire that we lose, we lose the presence, right? We lose Mm -hmm. The experience, you know, it reminds me. Anyone that any of our listeners that are old enough to remember Filing's Basement in Boston and the, friend, and, and the frenzy sometimes of Filing's Basement in Boston, I right? Yeah, yeah. And so, how can you, you know, I think for me, everything that I, the way I want to show up, is with a gentleness and um, an ease, without the frenzy. Yes. And so it, so it starts for me with my sufficiency and really trying to develop that as a skill, yeah. that mindset. And as a practice, right? As a practice yes. and a mindset. And I love um, taking uh, small, small, small practices or small rituals as a way to develop sufficiency. Like I think of, you know, the feeling of uh, meeting and greeting the day, you know, even if you're not doing it at sunrise and sunset, if you could do one of them, it's always great. But to be able to stay still for a moment and commune with nature 
in that way and feel the feeling of the moment of feeling this is sufficient, just me being here in this moment, experiencing this sunset or sunrise or this walk on the earth or looking at that flower. Like these are ways that we can begin to bring that feeling I'm full right now of this experience in this moment. What does it feel like to feel satisfied, Mm -hmm. to feel satiated right in the moment of an experience and, and to um, allow ourselves to find the places in our day when we can bring it in as a practice, as a ritual. And I think that that, that can be a really, helpful tool along the way of developing the sense of I am enough. This moment is enough. My life is enough. This day is enough. And I feel so, so appreciative, you know, for just having this, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so good. Three, so good. And yeah, I was going to say that, that you know, as we dream, because I want I want to encourage mm-hmm. our listeners to continue to dream, right? Mm-hmm. Our dreams, we are worthy of our dreams. And for me, like there's no better way, you know, when you think about creating a vision for your life, and we talk about this, creating a vision for your life, really being aware of who you want to show up as and how you want to show up. Um and and really creating your future, creating your life, manifesting all that you desire, you know, I think that sufficiency is a really, really fertile ground to grow those dreams from. I think it is. And I think that it brings us into uh, the, the experience of dreaming and watching your dreams become your reality allows you to to uh to to in, to come back into it being a process rather than a product right uh and and to enjoy and feel fulfilled by the experience and not waiting for just that end result because if we whenever we do that there's always some level of disappointment it doesn't it it can be a great celebration but again it's like okay and now what because you always want to go on. It's not like you're just going to stay static in whatever you've created it forever. You're going to go on and going to do more things. So it's it's like, how do we move into this more process-oriented, experiential-oriented um, uh, mindset and attitude in order to enjoy, right, the sufficiency of what's it like to, to be a creative person in the world and to create this experience like how how great does that feel to have that ability yeah and and i'm hearing gratitude all over that right like the gratitude of right the gratitude Mm -hmm. practice the rituals just being grateful Mm -hmm. and how you know when i think about gratitude and sufficiency they're so closely related in my mind because how can we or or can we? Is it is it even possible to be grateful if we if we do not have sufficiency in our life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how do we create the attitude or the mindset of sufficiency through through the feeling and the experience of gratitude 
for everything that is here. You know, for the pen that I pick up to write with, oh, it's full of ink, yay for me, right? My phone that carries so much all day long of endless opportunities or whatever, right? To just remember what it is that's already there and to feel the feeling of appreciating that in a big way. Yeah, and I, your phone, the mention of your phone reminds me of, you know, maybe to start to really kind of get into the meat of sufficiency, it's all of the things that you have around you, right? All of the physical world we live in, like just starting to notice, you know, oh, I, I, I have more than I need in my phone. I have more than I need. You know, if yes. I looked at the, if I looked at the cup on my desk holding my pens, I, <laughs> I could say, I have more than I need, yeah. you know? So when yeah. we start to notice how much more we really have, um, it might be a really good way to, to kind of just grow the awareness of we have everything we need. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and how it deeply impacts our ability to come 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 forward each moment of each day feeling like we are full we we are sufficiently full so we are here to let our let our 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 uh expansion right fulfill those around us right to allow yes yeah yeah and i think that that's that's such a primary um ultimately the primary true fulfillment that many of us seek right is to feel like we feel so full that we can give so easily to others and readily and without hesitation that's a gift you know to feel that feeling and um it's but it's the gift we give ourselves right? To yes. come into that space of connecting with that well internally of yeah. love and appreciation and um, all, all the good qualities that allow us to feel those feelings and then turn around and look and say, do I have enough? Oh, I have enough. I have plenty. I have more than I, have more than I need. Yeah. yeah. I could give some of these pens away. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think that this is a practice that you know, for, for those of us that are overdoers, right? We want to overgive and overdo, you know, I'm going to say this in my own, like in my co- corporate career, I may have been striving to overdo and outperform and yeah, overperform. Mm-hmm. As soon as I could switch that energy into, I may have a need to, to overdo that I haven't resolved yet. Um, But how can I give in my overdoing? Where am I giving, right? Am Am I giving, am I continuing to do that in a way that benefits those who need it? Rather than, you know, rather than hoarding my pens, can I identify where are my pens needed? And so if my tendency is to give you know, give freely, being aware of how I can do that to the benefit of others. So I can feed that need of my own behavior in a, in a way that really does make me feel like my contribution 
It's who I want to show up as, where I want to improve the the quality of my, you know, of my behavior in the world around me with others who need that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I feel like that's a great um, exercise, uh, a suggestion, you know, as we close out the show for our listeners to, you know, look at some place where you feel like you might be overgiving or overdoing and begin to look at, you know, how are you doing that? And then how could you, how could you shift it so that you feel like you're, you're giving or you're doing is going in the direction that makes you feel like it meets a need in a way that um, allows you to feel like you're, you're, you're rising to a place where you want to, rather than doing it from any other place that's not, you know, a true giving. Yeah, a giving heart, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's right. it, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, is it, you know, are you giving out of out of fear and lack or scarcity, right? Because I'm I whatever it might be, I'm not making them the money I want to make. I don't have a role in my job that is high enough on the ladder, whatever that might be, right? Mm-hmm. But shifting it to I have everything I need. Now let me see how I can improve the quality of what others have by bringing that same need to others, right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I, the, I think the thing that was coming up for me too was to, this is a great journaling exercise for our listeners, is to look at a place in your life where you feel like you don't have enough or you lack or relationship lacks, right? And to get really clear in what specifically is lacking. And then to look inside yourself and say, do I have that available? Or if I don't have it available, where where can this resource be found to, you know, so that you feel like you can fulfill that or you can address that rather than feeling stuck in the lack or the place of non-sufficiency? Yeah, I think I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was thinking about that, that that truly when we don't have enough, we, I, I think, in my experience, we are much more creative and resourceful, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yep. you know, I agree. I, and I can remember when my children were little and I did clothing swaps with my friends because I didn't have the money to be buying my own new clothes, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. how, you know, I think how, if, if you are lacking something, you know what what is the quality you want to bring to that area of your life and how resourceful you know you may you know for me i may have been lacking new clothes but i had plenty of friends right <laughs> and and so yeah i think it's a wonderful practice to really start looking at that yeah yeah well i think we're going to leave our listeners with some interesting thoughts and ideas for an exploration in the sufficiency uh, mindset area today. I would love to know their thoughts. We'd love yeah. to hear from you on your sufficiency journey. How's It'd that be so much there? fun. Yeah, I know. And, le- and I let's know. check in with each other too. I can't wait to yeah. talk yeah, more about this. Good. Yeah, yeah. Let's explore that throughout the year. Let's come back and touch on that in in different threads as we go forward. Okay. Yeah, be fun. All right, Laurel. Off we go for today. But we'll be back next week for more beautiful work, beautiful life. Looking forward to it. Me too. Bye Bye. for now. We're glad you're with us on this journey. 
If you're ready to dive deeper into the beautiful work, join us in our private Facebook group where we continue the conversation and support one another in our inner work. Did you know that we're both life coaches? It would be an honor to work with you. When you're ready to dig into your own beautiful work, you'll find our contact information in the show notes. Thanks for being with us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. As you do your beautiful work, know that we're here for you. Are there topics that you'd like to explore? Send us an email. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. We're glad you're with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.